Hello, everybody. It is Stephanie, the founder of Host Agency Reviews, and you are tuning in for the Friday 15, where every Friday at 12 p.m., we answer the questions that you have submitted. So happy snow day. We've got a couple new inches of snow here in Minneapolis, and it's such a beautiful winter wonderland. I hope wherever you are, you are having beautiful weather as well. So let's see. I first want to start with saying our host week specials are starting to roll in. Again, host week every year is the last week in January, and our specials are starting to roll in. I talked to somebody yesterday. It's not solidified yet. It hasn't actually been submitted, but when I was talking to him, he said that their special is going to be $4,000 off the sign-up fee. So lots of great deals to be had for host week. We've had hundreds of people sign up so far already, and we are looking to break our record of over a thousand registrants from last year. So help us out. Make sure you go and register, spread the word to your friends uh, at hostagencyreviews.com slash hostweek. You'll also notice that this week, if you check out the hostweek page and you're thinking of attending, our speakers are solidified finally. And so you can go on there, see who's speaking. It is not full of canines like it has been for the last couple of months. We've actually got bona fide humans on it. And lots of great ones. So make sure to go check that out. We'll drop the link for you. Um, so let's jump into our questions. First question comes from Bob. And Bob, if you're on right now, I saw you just submitted another question right before I went live for this. So I won't get to it this time around, but you are on the you are on the list for next time. So Bob asks, is it possible that experienced advisors who know HAR well we're more likely to complete the survey than newer advisors. This might distort income statistics in favor of better earning experienced advisors. Thanks for considering this question. And it is a great question, Bob. So let me um, share my screen. So just to fill everybody in that may not know what Bob's talking about is we release um, some reports every year. We do a survey every year and we kind of break it down into different reports. So I'm going to take us to this year's report. So what Bob's asking is, HAR's been around for 11 years now. And in that 11 years, we obviously have a following of experienced advisors too. And so he's wondering, experienced advisors, that's what's skewing the numbers within there. So a few thoughts within that. Let's go to our income trends. So we put these handy dandy notes. Mary's worked really hard on this report. And one thing we did different this year besides putting it in a PDF is we have notes on the sections. So you can see on the header here that this report, this particular section of it is for experienced hosted advisors with three plus years experience. Now, so we break it down because what we realize when we're analyzing the data, Bob, is that there's obviously a huge difference between people that are new to the industry and their earnings and people that are more experienced. So in fact, this is a great graph that we're looking at here. If you're, oh, we are not looking at here because as usual, I forgot to share my screen. Sorry about that, but here it is. Um, so on this graph, this is a great example of showing where the first three years, especially if you're doing it part-time, um, you're really not making a lot of money. You can see if you're at it full-time, year one and two, kind of year-over-year year growth is fantastic. Your first one and your first and second year, and then your third through your fifth year, 
you're still growing, but not as steady of as a rate. So this is again for three plus years experience, Bob, the one we're looking at here. And so these, I think the data that's within here is going to be very accurate. It's not skewed to new advisors because of the way we slice and dice the data. You can see specifically um, how it affects ex experience level. And then the other thing I wanted to show in our table of contents, because like I said, we know that experienced advisors, the income is very different from new advisors. So there's the new hot hosted advisor um, section. So if we click on that, again, there's the note on the top saying that this is for people with fewer than three years of experience. And let me just scroll down um, to the income section. So here's the income and it looks really dismal. For those that are listening, with one year of experience, you get about $2,000 um, earned. And for two years, it's about 5,000. But here's the catch on this. And um, this is our 2022 report because that's when we finished it. But we need everybody's data from 2021, which they can't finish their taxes until 2022. So the data that we're looking at here, even though it's our 2022 report, is from 2021, which means that it's still heavily affected by the pandemic. Obviously not as bad as previous years. It's, it was on the bouncing back, but there's still a lot of the effect of the pandemic that we're seeing in here because of the way commissions are paid. So Bob, I hope that answers your question. There shouldn't be any skewing of the data um, because of experience levels, because of the way we've set up the report and the way we look at the data. There's a lot of different ways you can look at it. You can look at it as um, their experience level, or you can look at it as if they're doing full-time or part-time or what type of niche they're working in. It's a lot. There's a lot of fun stuff to look in the report. Um, and we will put the link for that in the comments as well. So if you're interested, you can check out that 59-page report over the holidays. <laughs> um, Let's see. Oh, actually, and I think Mary's in the comments today. Mary, can we put the link for the the his, history of the travel agent surveys? Because one of the things I was going to tell um, Bob was that if you look back historically on our surveys, so last year there was, this year I think it was 35% were new that took our, that's, that's considered less than three years of experience. 35% of those were brand or like within that segment in our 2022 report. Um, last year, there were 16%. So it was a lot lower, but that was very much an anomaly, we think, because of the pandemic. Because the year prior, uh, which would have been 2019, 35% again were new. So usually about a third of our respondents are newer. And then the rest are um, people that have three or more years experience. All right, next question. We have got, oh, this was such a fun one, Tracy. Thank you for submitting it. All right, so Tracy asked this question. And one of the things I love about um, doing the Friday 15 and just working uh, in the field that I work in is like when someone asks me a question that I don't know the answer to, being able to reach out and, and find these answers and get a broader perspective of things. So Tracy asks, I would love a host that offers one system to book all where you don't have to sign in with each and every vendor? Are there any hosts that offer this? So Trace, that is an amazing question. And I knew what my experience was when I worked in a host agency. And that was that, um, again, that was 10 years ago, but that was, there was no way you had to sign into each individual supplier. Although there were things like Vax, which is still around, Vax Vacation Access, and that has multiple vendors within there. But even within that, you're not able to compare the inventory side by side, which is a bummer. 
So Tracy, what I did is I reached out to probably 12 of the larger host agencies and maybe 15 and asked where they were at now, because I've heard from a few agencies they have it, but most don't. Um, so I'm going to say number one, for any host agency, whether they have a booking portal that's more um, aggregated or not, it's going to depend what you're looking for. Because if you're looking off for like non-preferred and every single supplier that's out there, not ever going to happen, not possible. But if you are looking for maybe someone that you can log into one portal for their su preferred suppliers, and we'll put a link to the preferred suppliers article as well, if you're not familiar with those, but they're only going to have it with their preferred suppliers if your host is providing something like that. Um, and then I, I'm going to give this disclaimer as well. Even though I talk to these hosts, I've never been inside their booking portals or their internal portals. So this is just what everyone is telling me. So I will say the majority of them do not um, have an internal booking ending where you can book everyone all at once. Most of them will have access to, they're trying to make it easier for their advisors where they'll put all their preferred suppliers in one area and you can log in automatically from those areas or have to submit the logins. But um, they, I forgot my train of thought. <laughs> okay, we're gonna, we're gonna scratch that. Okay, um, let's see. So some of them, I'll say two of them have the ability where you can book, um, Cruise Planners is one that has the technology where you can book all of their preferreds, land and cruise in one place. Um, well, I should say, Cruise, let's see, they say they can book preferreds, cruise lines, all-inclusive, and hotels in one portal. Um, there are a few caveats, but um, that's the general thing, is if they're preferred, um, they can book them all in there. Um, other things to mention, like I said, is there's Vax Vacation Access, where you can um, have multiple vendors in one login. There's um, Outside Agents uses a, a Odysseus, <laughs> um, and Odysseus is kind of like a... You can book air, hotel, and cruise in there. It doesn't include everybody, but it's got a lot of vendors in there. Um, and I'm going to, there's actually a, a list if you're interested. So um, we can put it in the comments. Mary, it's in my notes under outside agents if you look there. Um, so that'll show you what's in Odysseus. A lot of people through their host agency or for their consortia. So Virtuoso has a booking engine where you can book all, most of the major cruise lines. And um, like Travelport has a, a cruise booking engine um, or WorldSpan where you can book a lot of cruises under one umbrella. Uh, so that's something depending on which consortia they're with. But I think, Tracy, the, the big thing that I heard from everybody was with the exception of cruise planners, um, uh, nobody really, I'm sorry, cruise planners and TravelEdge, nobody really has that technology available right now. Um, they have things that make it easier, that where you can book into one and have multiple suppliers, but definitely not all their per preferred suppliers. It's a really big challenge. And Fora is also a new host agency. Um, they're looking, they don't have the technology right now, but that's something that's slated for 2023. All right, let's see um, our last question. How are we doing on time? Not too shabby. Okay, last question comes in from Greg. Greg is asking, 
My question is, how hard is it to get to $100,000 in gross sales as a new travel advisor? My host starts you out at a 70-30 commission split. You move up to 80-20 once you reach $100,000 in gross sales. And just to reiterate, he, he says that's not money made through commissions. That's the actual sales. And then 90-10 split after you make $250,000 in gross sales. So there is a couple host agencies that have a model like this where based on what you're producing is what your split is. Uh, a lot of host agencies have it where you can choose which split you're going to be on, um, anticipating what your growth needs are on your end, and then you select what works for you. So Greg, how hard it is is going to depend on a number of factors. And I'm going to pull us back to our report that we just released because there's going to be a lot of data in there. So first thing is, Depending on how hard it is going to be, it's going to depend on what you're selling. So we know you're a new advisor. So we obviously we know through this report that we are looking at. Let me make sure I'm sharing my screen. Good. Um, we know from this. Let's see. This is the new travel, the new hosted advisor. So we know from an earlier, um, an earlier graph that your first couple years. If you're working full-time, just for people that are listening, year one, you're going to earn about $2,500. Again, this was affected by the pandemic, so it, sh it should be higher than this, but we're just looking at pandemic data, uh, pandemic-affected data right now. Year two, you're looking at $15,000, but check this out. Year three through five, it jumps up to $30,000 for people that are working full-time at their agencies. So going to depend on how much time you put into it and... What I want everybody to know is when we're looking at this income by experience chart right now, this is the income. So this isn't the gross sales that we're looking for. But I think the easiest way, Greg, to turn this into gross sales is what I always do is just assume a 10% commission, even though with a lot of things, you're going to be getting 15 and 16% commission. But for the things that there's... Um, you know, there's the cruise line fees, the non-commissionable fees. There's if you have air, that might be at a 5% or there might be no... Um, commission with it. So there's a lot that might bring down that 15 to 16%. So if you hold, sell $100,000, that doesn't mean you're going to get $15,000 exactly in commission if you're earning 15% on most of the suppliers. I would say 10,000 is probably more accurate. So we can assume from this, just essentially add, um, let's see. So we can assume from like someone that sells 14000 that they're selling around $140,000 worth of sales for year two, if that makes sense. Just adding a zero to it. Um, let's see. Another really big thing. So the two biggest factors that um, play into how much you earn is number one, if you're working, how many hours you're putting in full-time to part-time. Experience, obviously, matters a lot. But the other thing that's kind of surprising is whether or not you charge a fee. So again, if we are in our report right here and we jump into the fee trends section, um, you'll be able to see that people that earn, that charge fees are more likely to earn more. So um, trying to think where this is. Service fees. Okay. Not sure where that is exactly in here. And if Mary, you know which page it is, can you put it in the comments? Because Mary, Mary's our data queen and knows this like all front to back. And I was supposed to look at this a little closer before our call, but then I got distracted by the snow. So um, we'll put that in there. But the, the general thing to know is that 
with fees, you're going to be earning more money. So I would say you can definitely do this, especially in a non-pandemic year, Greg, within like a year, especially if you're selling one of the top income niches, which are corporate luxury and destination weddings and honeymoons, um, you can you can easily do the sales. But keeping in mind, again, that there's going to be some lead time. So I would say by year two, you should definitely be jumping up to that because year one, there's a lot of setup time, um, especially if you're doing something like luxury and destination weddings, where it may take you a little bit to get your name out there. Um, and the bookings won't happen, actually happen till the next year. Very few people are booking their destination weddings with a few months at um, notice. You know, they're usually planning within a year or year and a half. So um, hope that answers your question, Greg. Lots of information there. Uh, and just a reminder to everybody, we do have, we're going to be taking the next two weeks off. Um, for the holidays. So Merry Christmas, Happy New Year. Um, and on the 13th of January, so I'm giving you this really early, we're going to have a co-host on for the first time, Jennifer Dugan from Dugan's Travel. So if you have any questions for Jennifer about her program, um, she's been in the industry a long time and uh, yeah, a great resource. So if you have any questions, submit those at postagencyreviews.com slash Friday15. Um, and my last call to action for you is we'll be leaving for the holidays. If you want to give uh, the Friday 15 or travel agent chatter a great Christmas present or holiday present, go ahead and leave us a review. We haven't gotten a new review in a few years. I realized that the other day. So we'd love to hear what you think of the Friday 15 or travel agent chatter. Go ahead and leave a review on your favorite podcast, podcast, podcast platform. All right. That's a sign. It's uh, time for me to sign off, but have a wonderful next couple of weeks, everyone. Looking forward to seeing you in January.